Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome into Fold in the Cheese. I'm your host, Kemper Troll. Excited to be here this Thursday and joined as always by my co-host, the Abu to my Aladdin. Abu, will you knock it off? Ethan Gelfan. What's up, E? I'm, I'm just excited I get to wear a little fez today, so thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah. You can jump on my shoulder, too, and you can uh, you can go steal some bread and an apple and all kinds of stuff. But then you'll have a heart yeah, later, and you'll share the bread with a kid who needs it more than you. But I thought I did. Oh, no, you're right. I did come around because I did not want to share it at first. That bread was mine. I earned that bread. You did earn that bread. You had to think about it, but you eventually came around. But then I get turned into an elephant. I don't think you want me on your shoulder. So sorry about that. Yikes. That's true. I did forget about that. (laughs) Genie does some weird stuff. Genie. I mean, can we just all agree that Genie steals the show of that movie? I mean, I feel like that's a given anyway, because it's the spectacularness of Robert Williams. But I was watching some documentary about Aladdin and they were talking about how when they were animating the genie, they actually just because, you know, when you do uh, cartoon animation, you try and model it after the actor. You know, they even had Aladdin. Originally, they had him looking like Matthew Broderick. They're like, nope, we want to change it to make him look more rugged. So I know I have the trivia today, but pop quiz. Do you know who they modeled um, or who they animated Aladdin after? Like who they wanted him to look like? Well, it was not John Stamos because uh, I was taking an Aladdin quiz on my phone earlier, and that's what I chose. (laughs) That is amazing. I didn't get the actual answer, though. The correct answer is Tom Cruise. So if you actually kind of look at it, it's like, now that you think about it, oh, damn, I can kind of see a little Tom Cruise. So anyway, but with the genie, so they'll, in typical animation, they'll animate the character for the most part, you know, getting his mouth and, and mannerisms around the actor as well, just kind of how they, you know, move their mouth and all that stuff. But with the genie and Robin Williams, he spoke too fast and was nobody knew where he was going. They basically didn't have a script for him because he would just go and they would say, yep, that was good. That they said it was honestly one of the hardest jobs they ever had to do as an animator because they could not keep up with Robin Williams. It was just but they said they loved it they said it was hard as hell but they said this was just the best and hardest job i've ever had oh my god i can imagine i bet if you watched it back you would see that the genie was like whipping across the screen so frequently where you couldn't really even see his mouth or he had his back to you or he was like shape-shifting a lot of times right so like i bet a lot of that is to cover for the fact that they can't possibly keep up with the guy well and i guarantee you the movie was probably longer than they intended because like well all we put in the script was Robin Williams says something. And then there's like 20 <laughs> minutes of him saying something. It's like, well, yeah. we cannot take any of that out. So guess we're keeping that in the movie. And it's now a three hour movie. So, okay. I did read a couple of interesting things that I wanted to share with you about him specifically in this movie. And one of them was something to the effect of it not be the movie, not being eligible for um, 
an award because they couldn't claim that it was like an original screenplay or something because he ad libbed so much. And like, oh and like basically they like couldn't even write down all the stuff he's saying. It's just like, nah, you guys didn't write this for him. He, he made up so much of this on the fly that we can't actually categorize that as original screenplay. You get the other thing. You get no writing credits. You have no writing credits. And the other thing I thought was interesting was um, apparently Spielberg was shooting Schindler's list around the same time this came out. And he oh, used to, he used to call Robin Williams and put him on like speakerphone basically for the cast of Schindler's List, who it's such a heavy movie, like he yeah. wanted to lighten the mood, and he would just let Robin Williams just riff on whatever and kind of bring oh, wow. the mood back up a little bit. And so a lot of the stuff he was riffing would be like stuff that's actually in the movie, um, not that like stuff that he had already planned on saying in, in Aladdin. And he, I guess the you know the cast and the crew of Schindler's List were just cracking up hearing all the all the crazy stuff he was coming up with. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, holy crap. Filming Schindler's List, you would definitely need a Robin Williams in your life to once yeah. you sit once you hear the word cut, my God. No doubt. No doubt. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But um yeah, God, what a what a phenomenal character in general. Probably I, I think it's probably easy to say he's probably the best character, maybe the best Disney character that's ever been created. Individual oh, yeah. Disney characters have been created, right? I mean, there's no I mean, if you think about it, there's no other performance Disney wise that is so original and so, I don't know, it's not formulaic. He is just, it's Robin Williams. It's not the genie. It's it's Robin Williams out there granting wishes for Aladdin. But yeah, there's no other character that can have such spontaneity and such quickness to it. There's, it's impossible. <laughs> I would even say like, even for Robin Williams, one of the reasons it's one of his best ever performances is because there are no limits to what he can do because it's literally an mm. animated character and it's a genie who can do and anything. Poof. What do you need? And, poof. What do yeah. you need? <laughs> so, I mean, in that regard, you're kind of like, this is the moment where you can completely unlock Robin Williams's mind and let him say literally anything. Of course, he's got like a rating system on it, so you can't go <laughs> can't inappropriate. Swear. But other than that, like you can just have, Hey, Robin Williams, say anything you want right now. What's in your head? I mean, <laughs> how, how many roles just like that? Can you, for it. Could you imagine for a person with that kind of a, a mind? I mean, good grief. Just magic. I was going to say, I would love to just hear the B-roll. The stuff that didn't even make it, that just got cut just because of they didn't want it to be three hours. I would just love to hear that. I feel like that would be amazing. Couldn't you listen to it for hours? I mean, I feel like I could just listen. Oh, yeah. I would just listen to that and just die laughing the entire time. Because, and I know when you're watching the movie as a kid, you don't get like all the references. Like there's... You know, he's mimicking some famous actors. He does like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He does Sean Connery, like all those stuff. And even just the quick, the quick one liners. Uh, and I don't know why, but when he when Aladdin's talking to Jasmine on the carpet and he's the little bee in his ear. And I can't remember the exact line, but he's basically saying, like, don't answer that question, whatever Jasmine said, because you'll regret it. And he goes, oh, and he just starts like doing the nail, the nose dive. Like, <laughs> Like it's just the small little things that you don't catch as a kid, but when you're adult, like, oh my god, like this is exactly right. Well played. Yeah, yeah, just sensational. Um, and that's probably around the time they started making Disney movies, thinking, you know what, we should entertain the parents as well, and yeah, and get we everybody help on board with this. And so I think ever since then, I mean, they've really been movies that have a lot of those kinds of references where the kids probably don't get a lot of it, but the parents are also mm-hmm. cracking up a lot of this stuff, you know. So yeah, I agree. It's just sensational. Um, all right. So today we're going to get into, as usual, we're going to get into our daily fantasy. We'll get some updates on that sports book. We got the do it board, pigskin, pick them. I got some trivia for you. 
we've got a clip from a new ace in the hole sports book cutter, Mr. Parlay himself. Um, Jonah, our boy Jonah, gonna gonna jump in here as well. So, what do you say? Let's jump right in. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get into some daily fantasy. I would love to hear what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I figured you would. So once again, yes. Ethan has uh, he's found his he's found his calling. Crushed it again this week with a one fifty five to one twenty seven score. I got Cooper Cupped again, which I yes you absolutely did. predicted on the show, <laughs> and yet somehow I did not play him this week. So uh, I'm sure it'll happen again. Um, that Washington stack that I was thinking might be a little tricky ended up being a little doo doo, a little tricky. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean you, get, didn't work you got a solid, you got a solid performance at tight end though. That was a good pickup. I actually picked him up in our league because of the conversation you and I had, and he got me a yeah. touchdown, so I was happy with he it. He got you a touchdown, and you had the top score of the week. So I think I'll take some credit for that. Uh, Terry <laughs> McLaurin disappeared. I don't know what happened, man. I, I really like Heineke. Fine, we knew he was kind of garbage, but like he's at least been keeping McLaurin afloat and. True. For McLaurin to not show up, I thought that was that was pretty rough. But alas, you're up four to two in the weekly head to head, and up now back up eighty points again. I'll just have to yo yo myself back into contention. You know, I'm sure this will be my week. Say, although, golly, that Bills this week. that Bills defense that Bills defense did not do you any favors last week for you. That was did your not one. Do any that was one last thread of hope. You're like, if the Bills defense can score me thirty points, then I'm yeah. back. Monday night miracle. I need the bills to score 30. Oh, Derrick Henry. Yep. That's right. That's right. right. About that. Couldn't be that upset about it though. Um, no. as a Titans fan, I was pretty stoked about that. Uh, sports book last week, I went three and one again. So I'm back to even <laughs> on the year caught up after that terrible turd flush, turd flushing. So I'm, I'm back, uh, Dallas over new England, that hit, although it took over time. Yeah. Can we just real quick, go back to Dallas and England. That was such First of all, that was such a roller coaster of a game. Um, but man, as a Patriots fan, that was brutal. It was fun to watch, but you just knew at some point Dallas was going to come out with a huge dagger. Um, I mean, let's be honest. We all thought the huge dagger was Diggs' pick six. But yep. I think it just speaks such volume. Again, I know I've been on Mac Jones' nuts like the past few weeks just because My of what God. he's been doing. But yes, you have. to throw a pick six, which... I would say it was probably 70% his fault. The receiver, it went through his hands. It was a little, anyway, it was a little in front of him. But to come back literally the exact next play, go right back at Diggs and thread that needle to get that 75-yard touchdown. I mean, that was something to see. Uh, It's feeling good. Up three, defense. Anyway. We all know what happened in overtime. You know what? I wouldn't yeah. blame the defense. That's that's a, a, an extremely explosive offense who is just clicking on all cylinders, and they just decided we're not going to lose this game. This is reminding us of that Tampa game, and we're just not going to lose this time around. Yeah. So there's there's way more talent on that Dallas roster. It's it's super impressive uh, that New England hung it like is. that. Honestly, you know, uh, you don't have the firepower to keep up, truthfully. But no, yeah, we don't. Mac Mac did show a lot of poise, and yes, you're all up on them nuts. So. <laughs> we're going to do something get you start you a fan club or something who knows um i hit on the kansas city washington game kansas city minus six and a half hit the parlay tampa dallas and kansas missed on the over under on that uh chargers baltimore game <laughs> who the Those hell knows unders are not, they're not treating you well especially when it's the chargers involved i gotta stay off the chargers on an over under that's that's what i've learned uh thus far um so 12 and 12 on the season yeah. back on track we'll see how we do this week what are- what our listeners can't see is that you are rocking a Chargers jersey, aren't you, my friend? I am rocking an old powder blue. This is one of my first ever jerseys. This was Drew Brees, who was my favorite NFL player 
uh, and became a co-favorite with Russell Wilson in the under six foot quarterback club. And now, you know, people <laughs> like Kyler, it's become a thing, Kyler and other people trying to jump in there. But, um, so I got this Jersey. My brother went to college at Purdue the same time breeze was there. He's a couple years younger, but he got to see the last two years or three years of breeze's career in at Purdue. And so I became a huge fan watching him on Saturdays and they used to do like a fan day. We got to go down on the field and meet the players and all that. So I got to shake his hand. It was super cool. And so I just was like a big fan of his um, forever. So when he got drafted, this is basically the first Jersey I wanted to get. And then of course, as is always the case with me and jerseys, the curse of K troll and jerseys, it gets traded away. I mean, you're talking a future hall of famer gets traded away. Like how often does that happen? Uh, So he gets traded away pretty early in his career because of some shoulder issues. Goes uh goes to Miami for a hot second, ends hot up second. in New Orleans and lights it up. So this is a Drew Brees powder blue Chargers jersey, retro. It is sharp. Probably listeners out there, you can't see it, but ooh, he yeah. it, it is sharp. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty slick. Um, give us an update on the Do It Board, E. Do it, do it, do it. Do it Board's been kind of weird as of late. Uh, do it and recapping do it. it. Do it. We got our uh, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. Our running backs are both injured right now. David Montgomery and Chris Carson are both on the IR. They've missed the past two weeks. Uh, currently, their standings are – Montgomery has a slight lead because he had that monster game right before he got hurt. Uh, Montgomery is up 41-35 to 35 over Chris Carson. So, <laughs> well, a lot of zeros coming, but hopefully they can get back on the field sometime soon. Uh, then nice. jumping over to quarterback – also kind of not as interesting just because it's it's been a little bit of a runaway here. So Matt Ryan versus the Chicago quarterback, which is basically Justin Fields right now. Uh, Matt Ryan was on by last week, but he is still up by 54 points. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt Ryan has 105 fantasy points, and your Chicago QBs have 51. Uh, All right. You know, Let Justin, Justin cook. Justin Come is, on. I was going to say, Justin is slowly showing um, improvement. Week three, he had four points. Week four, he had seven points. Week five, he had 11. And week six, he had 15. So, you know, hey, he's, he's getting there. He's, he's got Tampa. Hey, he's got Tampa this week. So he's got a shot at, at chucking it if yeah, they'll that, unleash that him. Banged up secondary. Holy buckets. He'll probably get 50 this uh, week and catch right up there. Uh, all right. Let's not get too carried away. Let's but not get too going to a wide, wide receivers is where the, the match has been really tight. So CD Lamb versus Chris Godwin. Um, it's been really neck and neck. You know, Chris. Godwin started off uh, the season hotter, getting some bigger games where CD had a good week one, but then kind of was on a little bit of a dive. But now the roles have reversed, and CD the past two weeks, holy moly, has been really good, and, and Godwin hasn't really done too much. So uh, on the season, CD is now in the lead because he has 86 points to Chris Godwin's 67. And that Yikes. is due in part to uh, week six, CD Lamb had 37 points to Chris Godwin's Boom. only nine. So yeah. it was basically last week he took the lead. So, but good matchups. Um, I mean, wide receiver and running backs are tight. If the running backs can get back on the field, quarterback, you got some work to do, my friend. Yeah, I'm not feeling great about that one. The running backs, uh, yeah, I mean, it's sort of a comedy of errors over there. But um, I guess we we knew that Carson was an injury prone running back. I didn't think Montgomery yeah. would get hurt, but when he went down, I thought I was screwed. And then Carson just decided. <laughs> Carson's like, eh, I'm, all right, I'm out. out. I'm out too. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the dude uh, board didn't want to get anything fluctuating there, so I'll, I'll sit these next few out too. It's cool. He is an avid listener. Yeah, I've heard that about Chris Carson. Um, yeah. How'd we do last week on uh, Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady Thursday night football? <laughs> What's hilarious is like you were like, oh, this is painful. I have to take Jalen Hurts. Uh, 
your boy Jalen pulled it out, man. He uh, he edged old Tommy boy in part due to uh, Leonard Fournette having a day. So Tommy didn't have to do too much in the air. But yeah, your boy Jalen, he pulled it out versus TB. A couple more points than him. So you got the, uh, the weekly do it win. So well done. Yeah, he's he's turning into a uh, just don't watch the games and just look at the box score kind of thing at the end yep. of the game kind of player because it, it came on two rushing touchdowns, I think, in the second half, and it was not pretty before that. But um, he's getting it done, getting it done, making things interesting. All right. Um, thank you, sir, for those updates. Pigskin pick them last yes. week. You were the leader in the clubhouse with 10 correct picks. We are now tied for second place. Leslie still got a two-game lead on us, so we're going to have to catch but her. We're, we're slowly getting there. It was like we're three or four, away. but we're getting there. And I will give you props. You called that Jags win over the Dolphins. So look (laughs) at that. Call them their first win. I did. I feel like I deserve, uh, I don't know. (laughs) That's like like five points. Season ticket or something. They'll probably just end us (laughs) out on the street. Actually, they Uh, actually pay you to come to the games. So you don't need to buy anything. It's actually kind of a good deal. Yeah, probably so. Um, We are sitting there at 52 and 26 is our record uh, on the season. So um, a little two to one ratio there. Yep, not too bad. Um, let's jump into this week's matchups and make some picks for this week. What do you say? Yeah, but there, man, there's some weird and brutal matchups this week. There's some like super gimmies, and then there's some just like, oh man, yikes. Yeah. So uh, we'll, well start it. We'll start. We'll start tonight going to Cleveland. We got uh, the Denver Broncos versus the Mash Unit that are the Cleveland Browns. Dude, this this Browns team is going to be unrecognizable. <laughs> You've got. Oh. Case Keenum coming in at quarterback, who is actually like a fine quarterback. He's had he's had his ups and downs, but like he'll be serviceable. Uh, throwing the ball to probably Donovan Peoples Jones, maybe Odell Beckham, uh, handing it off to Dearness Johnson and Dimitri Felton. <laughs> uh, there's no no healthy starting running back. The receivers are banged up. I mean, this Browns team, this is going to be unwatchable football on Thursday night football, yeah. and I don't I don't. I don't always love the Thursday night games. They're usually a little sloppy, but this is going to be bad. I'm going to take Denver. Um, I just I don't have any confidence in this Browns offense getting the ball moving, and uh, I think it'll be a low scoring affair as well. Spoiler alert. So, so what you're saying is you want to take the over under on this game? Or are you staying away from the Browns too, since they run that Chargers uh, debacle? I might, uh, <laughs> I might, I might be taking the under on this one. I'll let you know later. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I too am taking the Broncos, even though this is a, a gross matchup. The Broncos are finally realizing what it's like to play good teams or better teams since they started three and zero, and now they're three and three. So they've yep. come back down to earth a little bit. But yeah, the Browns are so banged up, and even the defense has been looking shaky, which was supposed to be their you know foundation. Um, you know, Miles Garrett. Do you see how Miles Garrett decorated his house for Halloween? He has a graveyard with uh, quarterback headstones on him. Okay. Did you see? I that? mean, <laughs> I would call I would call that lame, but it's Miles Garrett. But and- this is the best part. Um, so one of them was Kyler Murray, and so you know the Cardinals beat him last week, and I saw a little quick interview after the game. Kyler goes up to Gary. He's like, "Dude, why you got me in the graveyard, bro?" He goes, "I had to do it." <laughs> intrinsic motivation he didn't say intrinsic i use that word sorry miles i don't think <laughs> yeah. you got that word because <laughs> i need extra motivation kyle's like well i still hand it to you bro get me out of that graveyard it was spectacular so get just me out of that graveyard i just whooped your ass yeah <laughs> get me out of the graveyard yeah i'm not trying to end up in that graveyard so i'm just gonna leave that there but um yeah I don't know that <laughs> I, i'm not sure that i love that but okay miles all right so uh we're both taking denver on that one it's gonna be a thriller tonight tune in for uh <laughs> 
820 Central for a, a rocking good time. <laughs> Uh, starting off with the uh, midday games on Sunday, we got Washington traveling to Green Bay. Who you like there? I'm picking Green Bay. They're at home again. They they haven't lost since opening weekend, where I think they forgot the season started. So they're basically five and zero. Washington's going the wrong direction as well. Heineke's starting to come back down to earth, just like the Broncos. So go and pack, man. Go pack, go. Yeah, I think this is a. This should be a pretty easy win for them. Uh, Washington has looked really bad recently, and Nathan Favre himself is looking more like Nathan Peterman than Brett Favre recently, so uh, I'm going to go Green Bay here too. Don't think they'll have any trouble with uh, Washington. Yeah. You know what? Green Bay wasn't prepared that first week, and Jameis was. So hey, You know what? That's all it takes. Jameis being prepared. All it takes. Uh, all right, man. This is, this is the matchup you've been waiting for. We got the Kansas City Chiefs visiting your Tennessee Titans. What a game last week, huh? What a game. Um, and had a feeling they would show up like that. It's a Monday night game. It's a different atmosphere for sure. Fan base here is really good, so I wasn't surprised. But Bill's Mafia travels really well too. Great matchup. Great game day atmosphere. Uh, go Titans. Tighten up. This game, I don't know. I'm a little – I'm obviously I'm worried about Kansas City's offense. I'm a worried about – Tennessee falling asleep and having a bit of a hangover from that Monday night win. And so I could definitely see them coming out sluggish and just getting beat up. They got some injuries that they had to deal with from that Monday night win as well uh, on both sides of the ball. So I'm not stoked about that, but who the hell cares? Tighten up, baby. Titans at home. Let's go. Nice. I like the Homer pick. You know what? I'm riding your Titan up. I loved what I saw, especially on the offense last week. I mean, that was just a back-and-forth game with the Bills team that's one of the best in the AFC. I mean, finally, they're starting to get healthier on offense, and so the, finally all those weapons are coming together. So I'm liking what I'm seeing out of that offense. I mean, when you got Derrick Henry as your beast mode, I mean, that's a great start. But A.J. Brown's starting to get by, work back in. Julio Jones had that spectacular sideline catch. Do you see that one? Tiptoeing, hits off the guy, defender's helmet, going out of bounds. Anyway, it's another Julio Jones highlight reel. Yeah, he can do that. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, these defenses aren't the best, and so it's going to be an offensive showcase. But, man, I'm riding with the Titans at home after that big win. Might be a teeny bit sluggish, as you said in the beginning, but I like I like what I saw, and I want to ride them. Let's go yeah, baby. Come up. on over. Plenty of room on the bandwagon. <laughs> That's a 58-point over-under, by the way. 58 is in that, and they'll probably crush it. <laughs> is that the first half over-under, or is that for the game? It's, probably. It's Derrick Henry. Just, just Derrick Henry. All right, next we got Atlanta traveling down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. A couple of uh, shitty teams here playing each other. Who you like? How is this not the Monday night matchup? This should have been prime time. Should have gotten flexed. Uh, should have, yeah. So two is back for the Dolphins. He looked pretty good last week. I know they, they lost to the winless Jaguars, but um, you know him coming off injury, he looked solid. Kind of the offense they were hoping to see a little bit of. But... You know I got to pick my boy, Matty Ryan. I've been picking the Falcons all year. I picked them to win two of those games that they've won. So I'm riding <laughs> with those Falcons coming off the bye week. They've had ample time to prepare for these mighty Dolphins. Let's go with the Falcons. I think you picked them to win three of those losses they've got as well. Um, <laughs> have I always picked the Falcons? <laughs> I think you may have always picked the Falcons. You didn't pick them against the Bucks. There's no way you took them against the Bucks. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Coming off of the bye, um, Calvin Ridley is coming back from whatever he was dealing with. Um, I think the Falcons are going to come out sharper than Miami. I don't have any faith in Miami right now, so I'll take the Falcons as well. Keep it simple. There we go. There we go. 
All right, now we got uh, the New York Football Jets traveling to my New England Patriots. What do we think is going to happen in Foxborough? Jets are coming off the bye, so maybe they got some things worked out, some special plays, who knows, some new packages for Belichick. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I like Salah as a head coach. I think he's going to do a good job there, but I got New England on this one. I think it'll be pretty easy. Yeah, I was actually, uh, we're going to hear from him a little bit later, but I was talking to Jonah about this game because we are both two diehard Patriots fans. And honestly, if there is anything, um, there haven't been too many of these in Bill Belichick's career, but this is honestly a must-win game for him. Um, The Patriots are 0-4 at home, which has never really happened to them to start a season, or it hasn't been in the last 30 years to that extent. You know, we're sitting at 2-4, and definitely below expectations. so. Honestly, if he loses, if the Patriots lose this game, uh, his heads could be rolling. I'm not saying Belichick's going to get fired on the spot. Belichick's in the hot seat. Like but you cannot go 0-5 at home, losing to one of your main rivals who are terrible. So I just think the Patriots are going to come out on a mission. They are not going to lose this game, and they will make sure of it. And Patriots. Patriots. There's no way. Belichick on the hot seat. That's That's a hot take right there. I like it. All right, Bill. If you're listening, Bill, you lose this game, you're done. Hike up those hoodies. That's right. Don't screw it up. Maybe try some sleeves on your hoodie this time. I don't know. See if that (laughs) does anything different for you for the mojo. All right. uh, We got Carolina going up to face the New York football giants in the Meadowlands. Who you like here? Yeah, uh, I apologize. I did call them the New York football jets. What am I doing? I was thinking of the wrong football team. Yikes. Uh, but it doesn't matter. New York football giants are garbage. Panthers, again, they like the Broncos. They've come back down to earth, but uh, they're more solid all the way around. The Giants are so banged up. Daniel Jones looked terrible. They've got injuries on the offensive side. Their defense is bad. They're getting booed at home. The boos are going to continue. Carolina. You are the worst, Burr. That is my Hamilton reference <laughs> for you. Um, having come from that show myself, I'm going to take the Panthers as well. For all the reasons Maybe you said, Name drop, no big deal. The Giants are, uh, they are banged up. And it doesn't look like Kadarius Tony is going to play this week. He was a bright spot in that offense. Saquon's, I mean, there's no way he's going to play. I guess Galladay might be back. Uh, Shepard, Sterling Shepard is, is the other bright spot, I'd say. He's had a good season so far. But um, yeah, Carolina's got a good defense. And the offense is moving the ball. They've been struggling the last couple of weeks. I think they need this win as well. So I'm going to go Panthers. Panthers. All right, this one coming up is an interesting one, and you probably wouldn't have thought so at the beginning of the season, but the Bengals are traveling to Baltimore. Um, man, Baltimore's looking unstoppable, but what do you think? Yeah, I I wish this. I wish I thought about this a little bit more because I, I do like the Bengals, and I like that offense and what they can do, but I can't pick against Baltimore right now. They just absolutely curb-stomped the Chargers, and the Chargers looked like as good of a team in the AFC as there was. So whatever the magic is happening in Baltimore right now, I got to roll with it. I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, I, I finally jumped on the Ravens last week and picked them to win, which they did handily. Um, and at, right now you're right. You can't pick against them. Cincinnati is definitely looking much better than they did a year ago. Obviously with a healthy Joe Burrow and those offensive weapons, it's been great to watch. I just can't see them putting up as good a fight at Baltimore when the Ravens have just been looking stacked and honestly the best team in the AFC. So going Baltimore at home until they have to play the Titans. Come on, Ravens, bring it on. <laughs> All right. This is an interesting one because we're going interdivisional and cross country. We've got the Eagles traveling to Vegas to take on the Raiders. 
a weird matchup. What, what do you think about this one? Yeah, this is a really weird matchup. I was looking at it and, you know, you would think it would be an easy one to get to pick just because the Eagles haven't looked that good. The Raiders uh, four and two, but obviously they got a lot of controversy and stuff going on in, in their locker room. But to tell you what, I was surprised last week. They they responded well. They got the win when the adversity was was going against them. But for some reason, man, I am feeling the Eagles in this game. I know the Cowboy game, you take that one out. They've been competitive. They, you know, they pushed the Bucks to the limit, man. They they had a chance. They brought it back. They're competitive and they're scrappy. As you say, Jalen Hurts, you look at the end box score. He's got some fantasy points. He can put up numbers. So I like the pieces they have. Devontae Smith has been solid. If for the love of God, get Miles Sanders involved in this offense <laughs> and you'll be all right. So it goes against every bone in my body, but I am picking the Eagles. I know. I hear you, man. And and you're right. They not only have they been competitive, but like even in games where you feel like they have no chance to come back and they're just putting up garbage time, like that Carolina game, I still think about that was basically garbage time. And then they pulled out a win. Like <laughs> you thought they were just like, Oh, that's cute. They got a touchdown. Oh, they got another one. That's fine. They're still down. And like, no, they actually came back and won that game, but you don't see that often in the NFL. You see a lot of garbage time that does, that falls short, you know, which is what the, the lions have done. Like the lions Niners game garbage time. Yeah. Oh, maybe they gave them a run for the money at the end, but nah, they, they weren't going to win. The Eagles actually came back and won a game. So I agree. It's tough to count them out. Um, I'm I'm actually going with the Raiders on this one. I do think I think the Eagles have a shot. This is a tough one to pick for me, honestly. The Raiders looked yeah. so good last week and didn't seem to be phased by that Gruden stuff. The Eagles run defense is the problem for me, and I think Josh Jacobs has himself a nice day. And Kenyon Drake, if they're getting him more involved, could have a nice day as well. So I'm going to go Raiders controlling the clock, keeping it out of the Eagles' hands. Okay. I like it. Different ones. I like to see the discrepancies. All right. Here comes the matchup of the week, the reunion. And we're not talking about Brady and the Patriots. We are talking about the quarterback swap of the century in the offseason. We got the mighty Lions and Jared Goff traveling back to L.A. to face Matty Stafford. Who you got? Dude, wouldn't you just absolutely love this to be an FU game and Goff just goes nuts? (laughs) And throws for four fifty and four touchdowns and beats the Rams. I would just, I would love, love. To I mean, see it. it would be something to see. But who the hell is he throwing it to? How is he going to get four hundred and fifty yards? Uh, maybe he throws it to himself. Maybe bounces off somebody's Calvin helmet and, ain't walk- and runs. Calvin Johnson ain't walking through that door. Maybe he'll come back for a game. Her- who knows? Moore ain't walking through that door. Yes, I'm Her- going that far back. Johnny Morton. Johnny Morton ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Kyle will name all the receivers that could walk through that door and uh, suit up for the for the Lions right now. Nate Burleson maybe coming out of the broadcasting booth. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I don't know. Listen, Kyle Seeger calling you out, calling all the Detroit Lion wide receivers Hall of Fame worthy. So prove me wrong, I mean, Kyle. Listen, Kyle might have to suit up himself. He's a big dude. He might have to suit up for the Lions right now. <laughs> there's just there's there's the the only hesitation I have is there's no way the Lions win this game. And that's why there's some chance they win this game, right? Because in the NFL, <laughs> you just can't ever, ever, ever count someone out like that. But I, yeah. I, I have to pick the Rams. I think I'd be dumb not to. I just, um, I don't know. It's, it's scary how, how lack of how, how much the Lions have no chance. I mean, it just kind of scares me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it is scary. And as you said, the one scary thing is that are the Rams already looking to next week? Uh, they're yep. overlooking this game. But I'm going Rams. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. 
in a similar fashion, we got Houston traveling to Arizona <laughs> to take on the Cardinals. This is about <laughs> the exact same thing. Um, who do you like in this matchup? Oh, man. Once again, Barnburner. Uh, J.J. Watt is pumped to play his former team. DeAndre Hopkins pumped to play his former team. Talk about reunion part three. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, going, going cards. They are just looking. I mean, they're looking good. They're just looking very good. And Houston is. I'll not. tell you, the difference in this game is going to be that Zach Ertz trade. That's going to put him over the top. <laughs> and the Cardinals win in a close one. Uh, wow. No, this should be, this should be an absolute. in the back of the end zone. That's right. Absolute beat down Arizona all day. All right. Now we got once again our, our quarterback boyfriends, Justin Fields and your Bears traveling to Tampa and my Tommy Bay Buccaneers. Tommy Bay, Tampa Brady. Uh, they So Chicago has been mostly competitive in these games that he's played, and I think it's because he's confusing the defense and they're just like, what are we even doing playing against this, these clowns? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think this will be that competitive, but probably closer than you think. The spread, I think, is like fifteen or something crazy. I wouldn't be surprised to see Chicago keep it closer, and everyone just be like, "I don't know how they did that." But um, yeah, I don't think Chicago has any chance to win this game. I got to go Tampa. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. You're right. Chicago was looking scrappy. I mean, they were with Green Bay in the fourth quarter. I think it was midway through the fourth quarter, they only down a field goal at one point. So uh, they're scrappier than they should be. Um, Tampa Bay super banged up, especially in the secondary. Maybe Justin, you know, you've been talking about his big arm and how he's he was completing at a good percentage on on passes over twenty yards. He he took a step back last week. I think he was zero for four throwing over twenty yards last week against Green Bay. But he's still, you know, they might test this Tampa Bay secondary that is completely banged up. But they don't have the firepower. Tampa Bay, I'm going. I'm going Bucks. Tommy's Tampa Bay Tommy touchdowns coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is too much to handle. How about uh, this is, I think, a pretty interesting one, actually. So another interdivisional cross country. You've got the Colts going to San Fran, take on the 49ers. What do you think about this game? This, this too, is another weird game. Um, You know, these are a matchup of teams I think had higher expectations than where they are right now. Uh, You got the Colts sitting at two and four, the Niners at two and three. Both of them, I think. People expected them to be at least the inverse of the records right now, and they're not. The Colts have have played some tough teams. The Niners have had, obviously, some injuries at the quarterback position and some weird stuff going on with Brandon Ayuk and and the running backs. So, oh, man, this is a tough one to pick, but I feel like the Colts have kind of been on a a slower incline than the 49ers have, right? Or, excuse me, a better incline than the 49ers have been right now. So I'm going to ride with the Colts, especially what Jonathan Taylor's been doing the past couple weeks. My goodness. You know, they got T.Y. Hilton coming back. Carson Wentz has been solid. You know, we were giving him a lot of crap coming into the year with with what which Carson Wentz is going to show up. And he's starting to look a little bit like his old self, which is a good thing for Indy. Um, so I like where they're heading. San Francisco, Jimmy G's coming back. Trey Lance is still banged up a little bit. They're a wild card when you truly think of them right now. Their defense is supposed to be super good, led by Bosa, but man, they're tough to to figure out right now. So I'm I'm gonna give the slight edge to the Colts, man. I again I'm kind of going against the grain, but ah, going with the Colts. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. And um I got Jonathan Taylor on my squad, and he's been absolutely cruising lately. So if they will give him the ball, they could control this game. Uh he keeps the defense honest. You got Hilton, who's not at his prime by any stretch, but Michael Pittman is dangerous, and he didn't get a whole lot of mm-hmm. looks last week. And Hilton came back, and Hilton's got a history of torch in Houston and all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, Pittman's going to bounce back, I think, this week. Um, San Francisco is so hard to figure out, man. It is at home and it's going across the country, so I like that. But it's Sunday night game. Um, I'm going to go with the Niners at home on Sunday night football. I just think it's it's too big of too bright of a spot for them. I think Jimmy G. The biggest difference between him and Trey Lance for me is sustaining drives. I think he'll be able to sustain drives better, keep the ball moving down the field, better utilize the weapons they have, and maybe that's just Debo right now. Um, But I think I think personally think the Niners can take care of business, but I, I expect this to be a really close game and I, I would not be shocked to see the Colts win. I I mean, yeah, this was a tough game to pick and I hope the Niners at least show up because ah, I, I like them. I like San Fran. I like, I like them growing up. I, lo- I was a huge Steve Young fan, you know, behind my Patriots. I loved Steve Young for whatever reason. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so I just want them to, I know they made it to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but just come back. Just come back. Come back. Come back. All right. It's a good one. Yeah. And then finally, we wrap it up on Monday night. And I feel like this obviously would have been a better game had injuries not played into account. But we got the Saints traveling to Seattle and the Geno Smiths. Um, Who would have thought a Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith would be a highlight matchup on a Monday night football game? So who we got in this one, Kim? I don't think the NFL wanted this. Um, and I think they would have preferred uh, if Breeze had stuck around. My boy Breeze had stuck around another year and, and Russell, and this has been a great ma- great matchup. As it stands, uh, Seattle's so banged up on offense, man. Like I don't know who the running back's going to be. People are talking about Rashad Penny. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> DJ Dallas. about him. Rashad Penny, Travis Homer. Like, come on. I, I don't know. That's, a, that's not a good – no good options there. And New Orleans has a great run defense anyway. Uh, Gino is not connected with Tyler Lockett, which should be a big weapon for them. If you take him out of the game, it's basically just DK versus the Saints. The world. He's good. At, yeah, I mean, he's good enough to produce, but like, can they win that game? It is at home. It's Monday night in Seattle. That's the only wild card for me is like, that's a different environment, different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And it's it Jameis who might not be prepared. <laughs> and if he's not, he's going to get beat in Seattle. Um, I tiebreaker for me. I'm going to New Orleans tomorrow for the weekend. I'm going with the Saints. Who that? Who that? Dude, you just keep name dropping all these places you're visiting. You went to freaking New York, seeing Hamilton, and now you're going to New Orleans. What the hell, man? Take me Nola, with baby. you. Um, <laughs> so I actually saw a clip of some of Jameis's. Is that the word? Jameis's is Jameis's Jameis's training. <laughs> Jameis's training. Yes. Anyway, some of his training methods and. He's standing on a medicine ball, or like a Bosa ball, doing balance. Someone's throwing playing cards, and he's trying to see what card it is. And he's calling out the cards. And this is his prep, man. This is how he gets ready. Game race. I like, sort this of is like how that. I, get, I, can, I can call out defenses better. So that's why I'm going with the Saints. I'm going with the playing cards on the Bosa ball. Yes, all in on New Orleans. In your face, 12th man in Seattle. I kind of love that, actually. Seven different <laughs> kinds of smoke. That's what I think of with uh, Yumi and Dupree. That's what I usually think of. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're both taking New Orleans. Perfect. So we only have a couple different this week, as usual, but some of these are super obvious, and we got some really good matchups, too. So we'll see how it all breaks. Um, we'll wrap it up next Thursday. We'll see. What do you say we take a little trivia break? Let's do it. So we got Aladdin today, which... As we've discussed earlier, one of the all-time best Disney movies. I've got it number two. I think you said it was your favorite of all time. Don't hate that at all. Let's see what you can remember. Some of these, super easy. I don't think any of them I mean, are it super is, hard. Right. I mean, I've seen it 
relatively recently just because of the kids, but it hasn't been within the past like six months to a year. But yeah, I'll, it's it's like Lion King it. though. It's one it's one that you've seen so many times though. It's like when I was when I knew we were doing Lion King, I was just like, I don't even know what you could ask me that I wouldn't have a clue on, you know, other than again, right. like the behind the scenes stuff, you know. So what did you miss? Uh, what did you miss last? The, oh, the, the rhino. rhino, the rhino landing on Zazu. <laughs> I said it was an elephant. <laughs> so damn close. It is. It was a giant big gray butts. cat. Lion. Yeah, big butts. All right, so uh, let's start it off. Easy one here. What's the name of the city where Aladdin lives? Arabian Nights in Agrabah. Agrabah, that is correct. Do you know what city that was inspired by? They could not use it because of political reasons at the time. Oh, really? Uh, I do mm-hmm. not. Fun fact. It was, uh, it? it was supposed to be more like, or maybe even called, Baghdad. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably wise they did yep. not. <laughs> yeah, Probably not, wise. Not a good time in 92. Not a good time to be uh, <laughs> making movies about Baghdad in America. All right. Um, what item does Abu try to steal from the Cave of Wonders? Ooh, good question. I think I got it. Um, because they are not allowed to touch any treasure. That is what the mm-hmm. giant lion head said. Mm-hmm. So it's when Aladdin's going up to get the genie. And is it a giant ruby? It is a giant ruby. He kept, yes. he kept seeing the rubies. Yeah, I mean, he was seeing those rubies all, all over the place. They kept catching yep. his eye. All right, so here's what I don't get. You know, so I, I get you're not allowed to touch the treasure. You know, that's the one rule. But, you know, they technically step on magic carpet when they first walk through. Does that count? You know, that's kind of treasure. Or is that like a it's, sentient being well, so it doesn't count? It's a dusty old rug. I don't know if that's considered part of the treasure. They also have to climb on a bunch of gold, piles of gold. I mean, it's like, so touching, I don't know if like. Touching or I like mean, I know, going for yeah i mean i think it's like grabbing or like yeah i mean if he fell down he's like oh my hand hit that that (laughs) treasured um you know like old king's head or something like you think they would just explode i don't know maybe maybe we should ask i'll send an email i'll send an email yes please to mr disney corporation mr disney corp uh Coming from Kemper at foldingthecheese.com. <laughs> <laughs> totally valid. Subject line, serious Aladdin question. <laughs> um, okay, so another one for you here. What does Aladdin give Jasmine on the magic carpet ride? What item does he give her? Oh, item. It wasn't like a disease or something. Um, it's not a disease <laughs> that we're aware of. Uh, what item? Did he gives her something? I need to think for a second. See, like, do you trust me? She comes up on the carpet. Man, I got nothing, man. I cannot even picture him giving her anything. Is okay, it, so oh, here's, give, me, give me one quick one. Is it like an apple? It's like a throwback. It is an apple. Where do you what are you talking Whoa. about? Is it like an <laughs> apple, like a throwback? Where the hell does that even come from? Okay, so because yeah, when he steals the apples in the market. Yes, so it's a, it's a throwback to when he sold the apples from the market. He, he tossed one to her, and that kind of was the first time that she sort of looked at him like, wait a second, something seems familiar here kind of thing, you know? But when um, does he do it? I mean, I just guess because of the throwback, but like when does he give her the apple? Like when she first gets on or what? It was minute 42 and okay, 16 seconds. Yep, I remember just, that. Yeah, you remember that? So just fast forward okay. through. Yes, yeah. got it. I'll cue it up. I I, yeah, get on your VHS and uh, fast forward. I think if you Be fast forward, for, yeah, that's right. I think if you fast forward for three minutes and twelve seconds, you'll get to the exact spot. 
Um, no, I, I think, uh, what I found interesting about this in my research on this was that apparently yes. giving an apple to a woman in Greece is some kind of sign of marriage or proposal type thing. So it had some like symbolism wow. there too, apparently. He went for it, man. He went there for it. There you go. So we know our friend Raja, the uh, pet tiger of Jasmine. Yep. And, uh, when one of, or the first prince tries to come be her suitor at the palace and Raja chases him off. Prince Ahmed. Yep. He, yep. Uh, Raja tears his pants, right? Classic. Yep. Remember what, what pattern is on? Prince oh Ahmed's no, underwear. you didn't. Oh, come on. All right. So it's obviously a kid's movie. So it's gotta be something silly. I got it down to two. I'm going to say it's either hearts or stars. Oh man. I'm, I'm going to go with stars. It was hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Halfway there. Yeah, you were halfway there. 50, 50. Screwed you. Ask the audience. They screwed you. Yep. It was hearts. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, towel. We don't want to bring that up too soon. Asking the audience. Too soon. Too soon soon forever. Too soon forever. Um, Okay. For another day. Last question here. You are three of four so far, and basically three and Damn a half it. of four. Which animal is not part of Prince Ali's animal collection in the lyrics to Prince Ali as he's marching through? Oh, God. Okay. We've got yep. choices here. Oh, thank you. You have, yeah, I'll give you choices um, 75 golden camels, 96 white Persian monkeys, 45 red parrots, 53 purple peacocks. Okay, so I know he's got the monkeys because it's one of the best lines in the song. He's got the monkeys. He's got the monkeys. He's got the monkeys. 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 (laughs) Yep. Okay. I want to say there are purple peacocks. So I'm going to say there are. So that's that's out. So what are the other two? You said red parrots. And what was the first one? Golden camels. Oh, man. See, there go the alliteration. Purple peacocks. So golden camels or red parrots. I would think... You know, he wants to show the flashiness, so he's going to have the golden camel. So I'm going to go with red parrots. No red parrots. No red parrots. No Iagos in this crew of his, huh? Okay, the correct answer is 45 red parrots. Yes! Got him! Nailed it! So I remembered, um, yeah, I remembered, he's got 75 golden camels. (laughs) I remember that line very, very well. And then, of course, I remember the monkeys as well. I, knew I didn't remember peacocks just, or parrots. Yeah, I was not sure on that. Like, I feel like I remember seeing the peacocks like in the animation. Like, oh, yeah, peacocks. Okay, cool. Uh, but ask, ask our boy Hoves. I think we we would rock out to some Prince Ali and we got the monkeys. Is was one of our favorite lines. So, Hova, the, you, if you're you listening, monkeys. you got Hova, the monkeys. You better be listening. You got the monkeys. Well done, sir. That's four to four and a half <laughs> out of five. Great job on your right, I'll trivia. Take it. I'll take it. Man, those are good, though. I liked it. Those are good. Let's move on to our DFS lineups, which um, it sounds like are both going to be total hot garbage this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got oh, an interesting gosh. strategy, but um, yeah, go ahead and hit me with what you got. So I think for the first time uh, in doing daily fantasy, I went with the strategy of going balls out on two guys. So I was like, yep, I'm just going with two studs. And then after I did that, I realized, holy crap, I have no money left for any of my players to fill out this roster. So, yeah, and so here we go. All right, <laughs> yeah. They call that stars. They call that stars and scrubs. Yeah, 
Stars and it, it gets ugly. Old. It gets ugly. Call me, call me JD and you Turk because we are in scribs. We're All in right, scribs. Um, quarterback got already talked about him. Mac Jones versus the New York Jets got him for fifty three hundred. Feel like could have a day. He's been showing flashes. Now he's going to put it all together. But then I handcuffed him with my running back. I got Damian Harris versus those same New York Jets. So I figure <laughs> someone's going to be doing the scoring. It's either going to be Mac or Damian. Let's just hedge my bet. Hedge here. your bet. So hedge your bet. I, yeah. Damian Harris was 5,700 at running back. Running back. He's on my squad. I'm hoping they finally use him. Miles Sanders versus oh, no. Vegas <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, he, because of bye weeks, oh he's in my starting lineup. I was like, you know what? Let's just go all in. Let's do it. Yeah. I have to start um, him in a league too for the same reason. See? And he, again, with the money I had left, he was 5100 bucks. So I said, why he not? He should be $3,000 at this point. <laughs> he should. I should get money for playing him. <laughs> um, all right. So here are my two studs. My wide receiver, I got Tyreek Hill versus your Tennessee Titans. Uh, I mean, it's Tyreek. He's got a. He's going to be blowing up. He's already had a fifty-point game this year. Let's have another one. Uh, he's at eighty-six hundred. So woof. That was a lot. And then my wide receiver, your boy Cooper Cup. I mean, oh, if it ain't no. broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, he is still rocking eighty-four hundred dollars, and he is playing those lowly lines. So I was like, come on, let's. You know, Matty Stafford is going to be slinging it, so it's going to Coop. So oh, those God. are my two. Those are my two studs. Uh, so don't worry. The rest of my team is hot garbage. So my third wide receiver on the Broncos, we have Tim Patrick going up against the Cleveland Browns. He was for a cool 4,900. And then if I didn't hedge my bets enough uh, in that New England Patriots game, going with Hunter Henry again. Um, you know, he was solid for me two weeks ago or last week on my daily fantasy. He got me a touchdown. I th- really think he's developing it with Mac Jones. So I like what I'm seeing. Uh, he was 4,100 at the tight end spot. My flex, I got since one of uh, the Chicago running backs has COVID, going with Khalil Herbert, going the Bucks. Okay, um, so he's nice. for fifty two hundred dollars. And yeah. then defense are uh, my Falcons versus those Miami Dolphins for twenty seven hundred. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I vowed to not get Cooper cupped again, and so you're getting cupped <laughs> unless you pick him too. <laughs> Okay, here's my dumpster squad, and it's not too dissimilar from yours. Stars and scrubs. I found the same issue, and it's those wide receivers, man. There's just some high-dollar guys with some good matchups. I had to go on them, and then once I did it, I couldn't afford anybody else. So <laughs> I'm going <laughs> I'm going with a similarly cheap option at quarterback. I'm going Carson Wentz, 5,400, taking on okay. the Niners in San Fran. So about the same price point. Don't hate it. You, don't you said it yourself. You like what he's seen from him recently. We'll see. I don't know. He he kind of crapped the bed for me last week, but hoping he bounces back this week. I am taking Daryl Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs against Tennessee. I don't totally love this pick. I don't think Tennessee's run defense is bad, but if it's a high-scoring game, touchdowns are going to go to somebody, and maybe they get in close, and Daryl can definitely pop in there and get a touchdown or two. Had a big week last week. He's at 5,800 this it? week. 58, 58, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Jamal Williams in Detroit against those Rams. I think there's going to be some catch up and I'm going to hope that he catches some passes. I mean, again, I'm, I am on a limb on some of these guys um, and I'll show you why in my next pick, but Jamal Williams has kind of petered out a little bit since those first couple weeks when he was blowing it up. I mm-hmm. guess I'm just hopeful that they're going to have to use those backs out of the backfield and he's going to catch a lot of balls for me. 4,600 for him this week. So he's pretty cheap at wide receiver. I'm doubling up big money here. 
Devontae Adams, 8,900. Taking on Washington. Big money. Is he Uh, he, he the the most uh, expensive receiver? I was just going to say, is he the most expensive? Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's an absolute target monster. Um, I think there's no one else to throw to in Green Bay, honestly. So I got Devontae Adams. Uh, I'm regretting not getting Cooper Cup, and it's going to (laughs) absolutely screw me. And Devontae will probably twist an ankle in the first quarter and go out of the game. So who knows? But I did did get Tyreek Hill with you, same Uh, as you. Okay. Double Tyreek. Tennessee can't guard any. Right. Yeah, Tennessee can't guard anybody, and no one can guard Tyreek. You put those two together, you got to start the guy. Eighty-six hundred. I'm going with Sterling Shepard against Carolina in New York. They got to throw to somebody. Okay. Um, he's been out of the slot. He's been really productive. A lot of targets. He's at fifty-six hundred dollars. I'm <laughs> I'm going back to the well with Ricky Seals Jones as my tight end. <laughs> 3,700 against Green Bay. Yes. Had a good week last week and returned, hey. uh, well, a lot more than I paid for him. So I'm going to try it again. But ain't Why broke. Got to save money. But ain't broke. And f- because I didn't learn my lesson last week, I'm going with another Washington player, J.D. McKissick <laughs> this time uh, you know for $5,000. You know what? I looked at J.D. because, again, I had 5,200 to play with. I was like, oh, okay, J.D. McKissick. So I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. He's the pass catcher. Antonio Gibson's banged up, may not play. Uh, Jarrett Patterson may come in if, if Gibson's out, but McKissick is getting a lot of third down work. He's getting red zone work. He's getting two-minute drill work, catching a lot of passes. I'm just hoping that he gets a bunch of targets in this one when they're playing catch-up. We'll see. So he's 5,000, and I finished it off the defense. I'm taking the Eagles at Las Vegas, 2,300, super cheap. Decent that defense, cheap. not great. Uh, the strength is their secondary, though, so you're going to have to beat them on the ground. Uh, we'll see. All That's right. what I got. Yeah, this... That's funny. We both went star scrubs this week, so it'll be interesting to see which uh, scrubs can actually help. I think, you know what happened? I think part of it is like those medium range guys. There's so many people on buy this week. I didn't love a lot of the medium range plays, you know, from a matchup standpoint. So that's a good point. I just just went all in on a couple of guys and then I got a bunch of really crappy $5,000 guys. We'll see. We shall see. Let's jump into some sports book picks and I'll give my three picks and then uh, we're going to take a, Take an audio from our boy Jonah. Um, this is a little tough for me to pick this week. There weren't that many super obvious spreads that I liked, but I am going to take Carolina minus three against the Giants. Okay. I do like I do like Indianapolis plus four and a half against San Fran. Like I said earlier, Indy could win that game, but I think they'll keep it close at least. Uh, I do have San Fran winning in our picks and pick them, but I think it'll be a tight game. I'm taking Indy plus four and a half. I thought that was too big of a spread. And then I'm, I'm going to go the under on that Cleveland-Denver game tonight. I don't know who's going to score points for either team. So two good defenses. Golly, don't screw me on this one, uh, Cleveland. Under 41. That's already a low score, but I'm taking the under. I was going to say, put it in the books. Kemper once again going under with Cleveland. Everyone making note. Just remember what happened last time, Kemp. And the next time the Chargers play, I'll make sure I include them too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, now we got a, a new correspondent to the fold in the cheese squad who's be doing some, uh, some parlay picks. So Jonah, um, we were talking about it last week and he did a seven team parlay last week and hit it. So he nice. was very proud of that. It came down to, uh, the Steelers and the Seahawks was the seventh game and he had the Steelers, but man, that, that was a little, uh, nail biter. Gino. Got a little hairy. Yeah. So uh, we got a little clip from Jonah who's got we got his picks for us this week. So we'll we'll throw it over to Jonah. Boom. Greetings, cheeseheads. My name is Jonah, and I have impressed Ethan enough with my gambling success coming off 
two straight wins, a six-team parlay and a five-team parlay, the last of which just won Ethan a bunch of money. Uh, to earn myself a little, splot, a little slot of time or sliver of time on your show here. So I'm here to tell you right now, housing market is real good. Go sell your houses and pump those proceeds into this four-team parlay. Packers at home over Washington. Patriots at home over the Jets. Rams at home over the Lions. And Cardinals at home over the Texans. Mortal locks. Book it. We're on to week eight. Just call him Mr. Parlay. That's our new field correspondent, Jonah. If you didn't catch yep, that. We'll be, send, we'll be sending Jonah across the country to uh, be on site for all these games. So we'll let you know where he is each week. That's right. We have a lot in our budget. So we're just going to we're gonna be flying yep. them all over. First class, of course. First field class, passes, obviously. All that. All right, E, you had a great idea this week for the do it board. Do it. Do it. Do it. And I like it. We ended up deciding to choose four running backs, two apiece, that we would roster, mm-hmm. and we'll pair their points together. And we did a little snake draft. We flipped a coin. We, we did, did a little it. snake draft. Ethan ended up with the well, first pick. I did. Well, let's be honest. It was a little technological. We didn't actually, we couldn't find a coin. So Kemper actually had a flip coin app, which is impressive that you actually had it. So <laughs> kudos to you, my friend. Uh, but yeah, changing it up. So I ended up. I won. No, I lost the coin toss, but you decided to go with picks two and three, and I went with picks one and four. So That's my right. first pick in the running back draft for the do it bet of the week, and Kemper was mad. I don't know why he gave me the first pick, because I got half man, half machine, Derek Henry. The king. Yeah. I I don't know why I thought there would be some chance you might not have really jumped on him. Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't, you don't, you don't ever know like what the national coverage of him is. You just, like, locally, it's it's all about this guy's an absolute monster. Obviously everyone knows he's great, but I wasn't sure you'd be like, he's the number one guy in a matchup that could be negative game script. Um, but yeah, good pick there. D Appreciate it. He's always money in the bank. So I get picks two and three and some of this was matchup based and some of it's just talent based. I went with Alvin Kamara with number two, that Seattle mm-hmm. defense run defense is absolutely terrible and he is absolutely great. So I think that's a great spot to take Kamara. I tried to get him in my DFS lineup, but uh, I think putting him with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill was basically my entire budget, so that didn't work out. Um, so You'd be two playing was Alvin Kamara. third string. You'd be playing a third I mean, string to, quarterback as your starter. Yeah, I'd put myself in there, I think, at quarterback, and I'd be like... <laughs> you are on the list for negative $5. Does, does not accumulate stats. And then uh, pick number three, I hemmed and hauled on this one back and forth. I'm riding the hot hand with Jonathan Taylor. I got him on my fantasy team as well. Taking Jonathan Taylor against San Francisco. Uh, I'm just hoping matchup proof. You know, the guy's been on fire recently. So give me that. Yeah, I was pissed when you took Taylor. I was like, let him drop to four. But alas, he did not. So I was pissed. I had to scramble. Uh, but I ended up going with Aaron Jones for my fourth pick or for the fourth pick. I figure playing at home against the Washington football team. You know, he's shown he can uh, catch some passes for touchdowns and hopefully they get him a little more involved on, on the rushing game. So he's not splitting with AJ Dillon as much. But I like what he can do both rushing and receiving. So Aaron Jones, yep. you were paired with Derrick Henry. So I think Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones is going to score more points than Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara. I say Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor have more points than Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones this week. Do it, do it, do it, do it. All right, that does it for this week's Fold in the Cheese episode. As always, tell a friend, share it with your family, make your mom listen, bring someone into fantasy football, text us about it, text your friends about it, tweet about it. 
TikTok about it. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Just spread the word. <laughs> Help us spread the word on spread the cheese a little bit, if you would. And uh, we'll see you guys after this weekend. Have a great one. Keep holding. Nailed it. Did your voice pop? Nailed it. Nailed it.